0: Thank you.
1: To praise this morning is wrong book. Seven ninety-one. It is Psalm sixty-seven, and this one is lovely. O God, be gracious to us and bless us, and make your face to shine upon us, that your way may be known upon the earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. God has blessed us. Let all the ends of the earth fear God. Our first scripture reading this morning is from Revelation, beginning in chapter 21 with verse 10, and then skipping still in 21 to verses 20 through to 27, and on into chapter 22, verses 1 through 5. If I can keep that straight. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain, great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb the lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The word of God for the people of God.
2: Let us be in prayer. Gracious and almighty God, on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend, we bow before you with hearts filled with grat- gratitude for all who have lived before us, making possible the conditions and opportunities which we enjoy today in this good land. Today we pray for our country and for our the Church, especially our particular denomination, the United Methodist Church. Both our nation and our Church are torn by division. We pray that calm minds and pure motives will prevail over narrow and selfish interests to the end that a spirit of goodwill will and love will ensure the continuation of the American and Christ-centered ideals of fair play and widening opportunities for all people. Bless, we pray, both our nation and our church, and in turn, may our nation be a blessing to all the nations of the world, and may our church be a healing source of compassionate love in the face of division and ill will in our society. And also, we pray this day for the individual lives of all peoples in all their various conditions and concerns. We pray for all who feel desperation the desperation of need of any sort. Comfort those who grieve who grieve great loss heal the sick strengthen the weak befriend the lonely employ and house the jobless and homeless and receive the dying. These and all our prayers we offer
3: Our hymn is number 698, God of the Ages.
1: You would remain standing, please, while I read the uh, gospel, which today is from John chapter 14, verses 20 through 23 through 29. And Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the counselors, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away, and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. And our final reading today is from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. During the night Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas we put out to sea and sailed straight for Sam Thrace and the next day on to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony in the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she got the members of her house, when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house, and she persuaded us. The word of God for the people of God.
3: On Friday, about midday, I received a text on my phone from our pastor. He said, As the SPR chair, would you allow me to go to the car race in Charlotte with my son, who has tickets? And will you bring the message? What was I to say? <laughs> Absolutely. We want you to go. You know, Tom, in all seriousness, is not well. And the more time that he has to spend with his children, of course, he was, at the time, he was, had gone to visit his daughter and grandsons, and son in law, too, I'm sure. But um, he was uh, given the opportunity to, to do this. And of course, no, no matter how you slice it, it's playing hooky. <laughs> so you can give him a hard time about that when he comes back. However, be sure and give him a hug and and uh, tell him that he, hope he had a good time at the car. I, I guess it's NASCAR. I don't, I don't really follow that, but a big race in in Charlotte, and then. After I texted him back, um, and I don't normally check my phone at work, so he was really fortunate that I happened to that time. But about five minutes later, Heidi called and said, "Well, what's the title for your sermon?" And I said, "I haven't quite had the opportunity to to think about it yet, so you know, just just leave it blank." And then she sent me the lectionary, and they're all really good things, but it didn't really speak to me. So anyway, this is kind of what I came up with. Tomorrow we celebrate Memorial Day, which is a day that we remember for men and women who have died in the line of duty. Is there anyone here who has lost a family member in the line of duty um, over the within the past or, uh, no, well, I'm glad, but there were lots and lots of people who feel like that they were, wish that they were in your shoes. Uh, Veterans Day is in November, then we recognize living veterans at that time. But this is the time that we remember those who sacrificed and gave everything for our freedom to be able to be here. And um, I had the opportunity to speak with Laurel Bailey by phone on uh, Saturday, yesterday. And so she was telling me about um, her father, Clement. Um, He was, many of you know the story probably better than I do, but he was in the Navy, and he was in the South Pacific, and um, his ship, the Chicago, USS Chicago, was attacked by Japanese planes and and was sunk. And um, he managed to get onto a life raft and stayed there for I'm not sure how long. I, I understand uh, at least a couple of days before he was rescued. And so he he his life was preserved, but many of his comrades were not. And, you know, this is the type of thing that we remember on, on Memorial Day. And um, there's um, many, many, many people who um, are in that same situation. Memorial Day used to be called Decoration Day after the Civil War and the graves of the veterans were uh, decorated with American flags, and that tradition continues. Mem- mem- Memorial Day itself was uh, conceived in uh, to, uh, 1971. I thought it was older than that, but in 1971 it became a national holiday. So certainly we remember those who sacrificed their lives and uh, for us to be able to be here. Um, and to do many of the things that, that we do. Um, in World War II, uh, which um, besides the Civil War, there were more American lives lost in World War II than any other, over 400,000. Um, next was in modern, modern day um, was Vietnam about 58,000, Korea about 51,000, 53,000. Uh, Iraq and Afghanistan about 4,500 total um, you say well that's not very many compared to World War II but if that one if one of those is is yours it's it means a lot had a poll on TV today that said what does Memorial Day mean to you and of course who do they ask I don't know they've never asked me yeah. but Um, Most people said remembering people who died in the line of duty protecting our country. Then there was cookouts and sales and beginning of summer. Yeah, but anyway, that's it is what it is. We as Christians remember the ultimate sacrifice given by our Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins, each and every one of us, ours, our community, our country, our world. There were several martyrs that were during that time shortly thereafter, uh, Stephen, uh, John the Baptist, James, uh, Simon Peter, and the thing about them is they were professing the word of God not for themselves, They they weren't doing it to make themselves feel good. They weren't doing it to uh, bring glory upon themselves. They were doing it to convert people. And so they paid the ultimate price, the ultimate sacrifice. But it all goes back to, to Jesus who hung on the cross willingly for God who sent His only Son to die for us and sacrifice Himself for our sins. Many of you, I'm sure, have had influences, the reason that you're here, people who sacrificed some of their time and energy, uh, funds, whatever, that brought you to Christ, not their life in most cases, maybe a Sunday school teacher, a youth worker, a pastor, a layperson, person a parent, or other relative, yeah, it might have been easier to not go to that meeting, to not go to the church, to not go through confirmation, to not go on a youth retreat, but these people took time and resulted in your coming to Christ. And the sacrifice that they gave is not on the same line as those who gave their lives. But if they saved a life through redemption, then it was well worth it. I'm sure to them. And so then we sit here, we're comfortable in our pews. It's nice and cool. Y'all may be cold. I'm not. We sit here comfortable in our pews, with with our with comfortable with our faith as well as our bodies, and so sometimes we're called upon to sacrifice some of us to what is the thing that we brought back to is the main thing, which is Jesus. So, what can we do? to get to sacrifice for others. It can be as simple as helping with a project, um, serving a a meal at the community meal. Uh, Always need servers. Uh, Preparing and cleaning, which is a half a day thing, Uh, serving can be 15 minutes or an hour or an hour and a half. It's been said that sometimes the only Bible that everyone that eh, the only Bible that someone might read is you is the way you what you do and the way you act and the way you feel. And so, if we have the opportunity to help with um, anything, that that can be the hands of feet of Jesus. Is A sacrifice may be going out and um, seeing someone that you know or maybe even someone you don't know that just needs a smile, needs a handshake, needs a pat on the back, needs a hug. It may be that someone that you know or doesn't know has no idea who Jesus is, probably heard of him but it must be a bunch of stuffy old people that sit around and, and worship this guy because nobody young does it anymore. What an opportunity to teach and to witness. But that's hard to do. And you invite someone, and they say, oh yeah, I've been meaning to go to church. And you, if you don't like our church, go to another one. Because we're not about attendance, we're about saving souls. Yeah, I've been meaning to go. I used to go a long time ago. Okay, great. Um, we meet, here's where our church is. We meet at 11 o'clock. Um, well, I used to go to the uh, Baptist church. Okay, well, there's one five minutes from your house. Yeah, I think I'll go. So then Monday comes around. Did you go? Well, no. And so it gets discouraging when you ask time after time after time. What I can say to that is don't give up because it's so important for, to save their life through a small sacrifice. Christians are being ridiculed um, these days by the media, um, by the general population, and they just have to know that uh, what we're all about. So, make a sacrifice. Um, Remember those who sacrificed everything this Memorial Day tomorrow. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ who sacrificed his life for our sins. Remember the people who sacrificed for you that you might come to know him. And seize the opportunity to make a small sacrifice with the object of bringing others to Christ. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 327, Crown Him with Many Crowns, if you'll stand and sing. the benediction. Father, thank you for all those who gave their lives and paid the ultimate price and sacrifice that we may be free. Thank you for those who witnessed to us, sacrificed for us, gave for us their time so that we may be children of God. Most of all, thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross to save us from our sins. All we have to do is have faith and ask. Go, enjoy the weekend, remember what it is for Memorial Day. Till we meet again. Amen.